Hi friends, welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast. This is episode number 125. Here we go. Poll says that you guys want to hear about analog wellness, the real shit before social media, and the juicy stuff. Next week we can definitely get into living out your fantasies before... You make the leap on the move, the job, the marriage, the relationship, whatever it is. Um, I'm not a huge marriage person myself, but I I think societal norms have taken over and there's this huge rift between if you're not this, you're that, and I hate the other side. And that is like nonsense. We can all live together in the gray and be fine without telling other people how to live their lives. Besides that tangent, let's go back to analog wellness, shall we? I had to take a break last week because sometimes my mental health gets ahead of me. I don't particularly love batch recording. Some people do it. I like to do my pod real time because I want to know what's juicy, what you're thinking about, and how I can serve you best right now a la minute, in the moment, to the minute. So this is important for us to talk about today because I started reading a book from 1996. It's called Bad as a Wannabe by Dennis Rodman. You're kind of man. Here we go. Now, Dennis is a really important figure in the analog era in the 90s, which was an incredible time. Little did we know when we were living in the 90s that we would no longer see regular landlines. We wouldn't be hailing cabs with our hands anymore. We would have to let go of letters and postcards. And we would also have to say goodbye to privacy and a little thing called rest. Now we have to be available to everyone 24-7. We shoot photos and videos of everything incessantly, and a lot of people are choosing to overshare their life for no particular reason other than needing and wanting attention. Now my mother would say, Your generation different from me and your father. Me and your father, we want a privacy. We don't care about the Facebook, YouTube, kind of like an Instagram. And she's right, dude. My parents are the last two people on this planet that I know that don't have a Facebook. They don't have Instagram. They don't have YouTube. And they don't give a fuck about having a cell phone. I mean, they have a track phone, which means if there's an emergency, they've got a phone they can dial and call 911 or roadside assistance or AAA, God forbid. But I also think that they're the two smartest people in the world that I know because they didn't electively decide to have their lives more stressful than needed. Now, of course, I wish there was a phone out there that we could call an Uber with, get Postmates, and also dial a friend when needed. And maybe on the off chance that you have to like sneak a peek at an email, you can But ever since 2001, 2002, when I was sitting in my college dorm room, which was the size of a fucking closet with one other girl, and this thing called the Nokia foam was just like blowing up in everyone's face, my life was ruined. I loved the analog days of being able to sit and write to a pen pal, choose when I wanted to pick up the phone and call somebody. Or maybe it was just like watching the Bulls win a couple of championships and seeing Martha Stewart on her badass show back in the day while she was publishing her magazine, Martha Stewart Living, while simultaneously shooting a really fucking cool show and not showing off to people on social media, 
but rather showcasing a talent and a skill set that was so fucking good that, as Maya Angelou says, you could not take your eyes off of her. The analog days were about people that stood out because they were talented, they were foolproof, they were educated, they were really fucking good at their job, and they were the best of the best, and they needed that attention so that they could help to shape society. For better or for worse, I don't know, I'm not the keeper of all things. And of course, wabi-sabi. Analog days weren't perfect. It was way harder to catch a car or to get to the airport or book a ticket. I get it. But the digital days that we live in now are far more. They are dangerous and they are making us prone to more mental health issues and they are contributing to our youth's social distortion of society, self-worth, confidence levels, and children are very confused nowadays. It was arguable a few years ago that my agents at William Morris used to call me an influencer, and I sort of cringed a little bit. In fact, I cringed a lot because I didn't want to be an influencer. I was a writer, I was an author, and I was a cook, and I was really fucking good at those things. Some of us fall between the cracks where we take pictures that look cool or we seem like we're an influencer because we take nice photos or videos, but really we're not. We're highly talented in a specific skill set. We're professionals in our own field. We did our work. We cut our teeth on the line. We paid our dues. And yet we were overlooked and underseen because we didn't care very much about attention on social media. If you ask me, I'd still go back to the analog days. I would focus on better wellness that was off of the phone and off of digital technology. But we can't turn back the clock. So today I can list out ways for us to remember the good old days. The days where my mother would say, Candice, you have a few friends call you on the phone. Uh, Dodo, Uh, your manager at Ruby, his name Paul. She wrote down Paul. P-O-L-E one time on my notepad. So I'd like get home 16 from the mall or whatever. Probably shoplifted. Sorry. <laughs> I did. Sorry. I'm sh- everybody did. Come on now. And then um, that's not a good thing, by the way, you guys. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. My mom would write down like this list of like who called and then I would choose to call them back when I had time. There was no email. There was no postmates there was no like way that I could possibly get Sephora or Madewell or Amazon to send me you know paper towels or toilet paper makeup lashes skincare when I needed it on demand so there were a lot of different things that we see now where society wants us to have it all but we don't necessarily need all of it. Sometimes we just need the bare essentials. Here's what you need. Love and kindness, empathy and compassion, friends, a supportive group of friends and family, people that don't judge you, a really good income, whether it's a small amount or a big amount, that's up to you. A roof over your head and running water, clean, clean blankets and clothes, sunshine, good rest, And the rest is not really needed. You could virtually live off of items at Trader Joe's if you needed to for the rest of your life. 
minus a loincloth. You'd probably need to get clothes somewhere. And of course, they don't have very good paper towels or toilet paper, so you might want to buy that somewhere else. But besides that, you could probably live off Trader Joe's. So <laughs> gives you an idea how, of how simple life really could be. Now, of course, I wanted to get off my phone last weekend for Memorial Day, doctor's orders. My mental health has been deteriorated by the incessant amount of DMs, texts, WhatsApp, email, phone calls, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and so much more. And while I love my job and I love all of you, and maybe this is something you need to hear today, I think we have overshared too much information. We have overshared our personal lives, which need to very much stay treasured and personal to ourselves. And I think we also have done a really poor job of calling out mental health issues that have grown to an extent in which we are officially out of control. I love you and I genuinely care about you. It's why this pod is free. I have a kazoo too today, but it's kind of jacked up and I don't know if it's going to work. But I'll try, I'll try later, maybe. Uh, actually, it broke in the meantime while I was picking it up to play it. <laughs> it's cheapo deluxe. Anyways, I tried to keep this pod as real as possible because what my mentor James Higa always said was, Candace, people are going to get to see the gray in between the start and the finish of making it. And that's what sets you apart from everyone else. So while we're still in the gray together, I want to share with you the things that I know that can help your mental health in case you have an addiction to technology like I did. I remember just a few years ago when I would watch my partner listen to podcasts all day and never really turn off technology. I'll do another podcast for all of you on technology addiction. But for today, we're going to talk a little bit about analog wellness, the things that you used to do. And for all of you young kids, welcome to the Wabi Sabi pod. I love you guys. You help me. I learned so much from Gen Z. And I know that this is a little snippet of a life that you may not have got to see. And I just barely made it into the analog years. I mean, once I hit college in my dorm room, like I said, it was over. The cell phone came out. And by the time I dated my LA boyfriend a long time ago, the surfer one, he had purchased me an iPhone, the first version that ever came out right when it came out. And that was it. I was a slave to work. I was a slave to the machine. I licked everyone's you know what over and over. I still do. And I said to myself the other day, I don't think I want to do this anymore. At 41, at some point, you got to tell yourself, it's time to move on and live your best life for you. So as a reminder, these analog years were something really special. So here's a little bit of writing that I did out loud just for you. Analog nostalgia is that nostalgia where we're continuing that process of digitization that accounts for all of media and culture that is just too widespread at this point. We as millennials and Gen X, maybe even Gen Z, start romanticizing and fetishizing, fetishizing, whatever the fuck that word is, about analog. 
and the days before everything went digital. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about. These are the days, and I want you to remember this part, because maybe this is somebody sitting around thinking the same things as me, feeling a little bit like a loser because things didn't pan out the way that you thought they were going to be when you were an artist and you really worked your tail off the last 20 years. Here's a little insight that's going to help you to feel more comforted. Remember this. In the 90s, you had to be notable and you were well-known or sought after due to your talent, skill set, knowledge, education, degrees, or hard work. You were probably excellent in your field, your craft, your choice of profession, your career in the 90s because you were fucking good at your job. There was also a line of no lying, no being dishonest, no con artistry. Of course, there were Ponzi schemes and all sorts of shit people, but we reprimanded those people. We put them into jail and they were in jail because that is where they needed to do time to learn about the lessons of doing bad things. Well, it's karmatic and it will come back to you and you will do time if you do bad things. Flashback to now, it seems like everyone does bad things. And people don't care anymore about reprimanding or teaching these people a lesson. It's important that people learn their lessons. This is how we get through society. I haven't shared with you guys all the things that I've done as a young kid, teen, and beyond. But I will when I choose to in my good time. But I will tell you this. I wasn't a perfect kid. I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. I put my parents through hell and back during those analog years. And even then, I still may not have known who I was or felt fulfilled. But I certainly know this. Life was a lot easier when we didn't have to be strapped to technology. Here are some ways where you can think about, number one, don't feel bad if you're not where you want to be in your career at all. Please. Times have changed so rapidly over the last 20, 30, 40 years. There's no way you can be where you wanted to be in an instant because there's so many players in the game now. The game is now the wild, wild west. There are streamers and TV shows and music hubs and outlets and social media. There are things like Quibi that come and go in a second. And there are also things that have come and stayed like social media in general. Shocking. It has become a new societal norm in ways which I think are not helpful to society. But as far as like, say, dog and cat rescue, nonprofit work, it has helped in certain ways. You as the individual need to decide where you want to draw that line, where things are better for you or are they worse? Here's what I remember about the analog days. Remember this and take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Titles were earned. They were not self-proclaimed. Martha Stewart was a badass bitch baking and publishing her magazine. Alice Waters was busy cooking. Titnot Han was out there writing beautiful books and praying for others at the monasteries and the temples. Dr. Wayne Dyer was out there giving talks, writing books, 
and putting them on CDs for everyone around the world to be impacted by. The Bulls were out there winning basketball games. And before that was the Lakers, the Pistons, and the Celtics. Teams to look back on and admire how the game of basketball was once played. Men's Health was one of the hottest mags, and I wrote for them for many years. Models modeled. Imagine that. Actors acted. Snoop Dogg was still a rapper. Dr. Dre really was the coolest fucking gangster. Loved him. This is before Beats, you guys. I think he was part of NWA, if I can remember. Leonardo DiCaprio was the hottest fucking thing. And he still is. Here we go. You're kind of man. We used physical clocks and landlines. We called cabs on the phone or by hand. There's nothing more exhilarating than like putting your arm up on the street and saying, Yo, cabby! We connected more as humans. We figured out how to get from A to B using our brains or maps or intuition or we got lost with no phone. And eventually through the years after that time, we ended up listening to music from like Napster by stealing it. We used apples and iPods and an Apple Nano. And then that's when we lead up to the Nokia Rage days where you had to change the cover of your Nokia to like flames one day and pink the the next. One day, one of my roommates in college looked at me and said, wow, you can get Gmail on the phone now. And then my life was over. I must have been a sophomore in college in 2001 or 2002. And I thought, that's a little weird being on email, okay, all the time. And that's sort of where things got weird. Now, when we look on reflection, you take a deep thought on your life on where you were in those days. We have to be very grateful that we weren't those kids that had to be strapped to social media in our elementary, junior high, and high school days. And I pray for those. If you're one of them, I pray for you. And boy, are you way more brave than the rest of us. Now, the antidote to all these things that are really helping to contribute to mental health issues in our community is to remember what we did before the cell phone and social media, just virtually technology, took over our lives. Here's what we can do that's real wellness and not fake. We can sleep better without any digital needs. If you sleep listening to podcasts, I highly recommend trying to do without it. It's important for you to fall asleep really well without technology. If you are really into drugs and alcohol, at some point you're going to have to take a deep look at your life and you're going to have to say, it's cool to party here and there or to have a bender and a stint for many years even. Do whatever the fuck you want. You guys know I'm a huge proponent of living a wild and free life. Ain't nobody going to fucking tell me how to live my life. And nobody is going to tell me what I should and shouldn't do. That is how I have always been. And guess what? It's gotten me into a lot of trouble. But it's also gotten me into a career path 
where I have set myself free and I'm learning to let go of every expectation. I hope for you to be able to do the same. And I can share more on that next week when we talk about fulfilling all of your life's fantasies. And it is not all sexual, you gross person. It is mostly about like the fantasy of like opening up your own bakery and Gramercy or going off, you know, to Spain and learning how to cook. Maybe you want to go and, you know, move to Australia or South Africa or Fiji and do something beautiful with your life. These are all fantasies. They don't have to be though. They can certainly be a reality. And as somebody with my hand up who believes that you should live in New York, if you want your shit to come true or in LA or where the shit happens, do it. What are you waiting for? Sorry, I get very passionate about that. Don't buy shit you don't need. This is all marketing. We have Edward Bernays to thank for that. If you don't know who that is, look him up. Master of all marketing. You don't need shit you don't need. Remember, you could live off Trader Joe's and a loincloth if you needed to. Or maybe you'd have to like get a mattress somewhere. But I'm just saying, (laughs) you really, really don't need a lot of stuff. My CPA will tell you, if you don't need the shit, Candace, you don't buy it. He's New York. I don't really know how to do that accent yet. I'll work on it. It sucks. Um, Read more books. I mean, remember back in the day, analog years, some of the best books I've ever read were analog books. I mean, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, one of the best books. Also, another one that was pretty remarkable was, I'm trying to think of the, the really juicy ones that have stood the test of time. Um... There was an old Maria Shriver book that was like something along the lines of like things I wish I knew when I was young that I read in college that was really impactful. She's a great pioneer in journalism for women. And then I also remembered um, like reading this Dennis Rodman book, Bad as I Wanna Be. I say that to my cat Shohei all the time because he's very naughty. And just like Dennis Rodman, he does whatever the fuck he wants. So when you read an analog book or a book that's like from the past, it's really interesting because you're getting incredible information aside from this clickbait and attention seeking that we have so desperately nowadays. So read more books and bestsellers, read the things that have been around for a long time and make sure if you are able to to look up some authors that have stood the test of time. Because those people who've been writing since the analog years, here we go, yours truly, that would be me, um, those are the fucking badass motherfuckers. I'm telling you. I'm being serious, you guys. We lived through a time where we had to really prove ourselves to get a book deal. And now it's like, it's like the easiest thing in the world. I hate saying this to cheapen publishing, but to get a book deal is not as prized or treasured or special as it once was. Food for thought to all the publishers out there. While I still love books, I'm dying to write my next one. I think it's really important that we take a look at who is deserving of a book deal. Who actually writes their own work? Are they using a ghostwriter? Or is it true artistry from the heart that is going from the mind to the heart to the hands to the paper? Think about that. 
Remember to get outside and run like you used to. The analog days were really beautiful because you had to get outside. You had to go work out. 24-hour fitness was cool. Going to like a fucking jazzercise class was cool. Getting the thong workout um, pants and top and one piece was cool. You know, that shit was cool. And getting, you know, your swerve on at the club. Here we go. Just meaning like if you had a banging bod, it was okay to show it off because in person was all you had. Nobody had social media to show off their banging bod. And P.S. everybody photoshops their fucking abs anyways. So it's not like you can really see what somebody looks like. But that's why I loved going on shows. I was a host at Home Shopping Network. I've been on the Today Show for 14 years. Like, I like showing how I people how I look in real life. It's a testament to, like, who you are. So when you watch those old NBA games, when you watch, like, Soul Train, or you watch old movies, like, that's a real human body. That is real. It's shot on film. It's not digital. It's not altered. When you listen to music back in the day, it was real deal, top-notch music. I mean, anyone from Jimi Hendrix to The Doors, the music back then was not pop trash. It was fucking beautiful. And it is so hard to tell the difference between distorted, manufactured fame and real, true talent. And rest in peace, Tina Turner, because she was a blessing to this world and we really needed her, that queen of rock and roll. Thanks for setting a hot standard for women too. God bless you and all of the hardships that you had on this planet. We must always remember those who came before us to pave the way. And she was a true queen in music. I also must say using a regular alarm clock. I've done this for many years now. I no longer use my cell phone. I only sleep with a cheapo alarm clock and you can go right now and buy one. It's the best thing in the world. It's just to be able to wake up and not set an alarm clock. But if you need to, to use a regular cheapo alarm clock, no more, no more cell phone to wake up. Write mail and thank you cards, postcards, or mail people like letters. That was something that we did in the analog years. I don't know if you guys had a pen pal when you were little. I did. My friend Brittany, she lived in Waikoloa, Hawaii. And I wrote her letters from San Diego as little kids. And we stayed in touch still ever since. Here we go. We used to call her parents cigarettes that were underneath the bed vegetarian cigarettes. And at six years old now, you know, now we know that's weed. But <laughs> we had a lot of fun together in San Diego and Hawaii. We stayed in touch by postcards and mailing each other little photos of each other. It's a beautiful time to be alive. Try to disconnect at least on weekends if you can. My doctor told me I need to spend way less time on my phone and way less time being available. And Chelsea, my friend over at the financial diet, told me, try doing a four-day work week. You might find that you're more productive, Candace. And I said to myself, she could be right. And I wonder if I can pull this off because I feel like I deserve Fridays off and you might too. So if you like that idea, my friend Chelsea from The Financial Diet has great videos that you can catch up on that also help with finance. And to that point, I'll be on her show very soon 
And one of her new books actually uh, drops tomorrow. So congrats to Chelsea Fagan on all of her success. I will also say you can unfollow strange people on social media who are only giving opinions. I want you to try to live a life without opinions from others, without reading reviews, or without taking their information to heart. Do you know who that weirdo is that started their own fashion, hair, beauty, you know, supplement, therapy line? Is it real? Are they giving like QAnon advice? Are they valid? Were they studying their craft for at least 10 years before giving out opinions and information? Are they distorting their body and their face? Are they telling you something while doing different things? Are they profiting off of your vulnerability? Are they making you mentally ill because they are mentally ill? Are they even successful? Are they inflating their numbers? Did they buy fake followers? Are they telling you misinformation so that they can look good and get ahead? And do they have a decade at the minimum of experience in their own field? Do they really cook well in real life? Are they really truly a seasoned chef? And is their advice solid and sound? Are they a good person in real life? Do their morals and values and ethics and ethos line up with yours? Look up ethos if you can. It's a beautiful word. And it's something I've lived my life around, which I feel very few have. Not to toot my own horn, because I'm a shitty person too. But I also really think it's important that you follow only people that share your same morals and values. And if you don't know what their morals and values are, you might want to unfollow them. It's just a weird, weird time. And I even have that in my notes here. It seriously fucking says word for word. Hang on. Unfollow strange people on social who are only giving you opinions. Fucking cocksuckers. That part's not in there, but that's how I feel. Learn from those who have made it in the analog years. They deserve an applause if they are even still here, especially to those who have passed. You know, I sometimes I think of even like Drew Barrymore and how long her career has existed as a childhood star to a teen star to later in her adult life, like crushing it in acting and now having a talk show. That woman deserves an applause. She is awesome. She is an adorable cat. She is like a beautiful human being and she has lived a life. Let me say that admirable a thousand percent. If we're talking about writers or authors, there are so many women who have come out with these beautiful books that are so overlooked as well. I often find myself looking at the accomplishments of other women and remembering to give them applause. So think about Ariana Huffington and how many books she's written. Think about even a woman who's like in real estate like Barbara Corcoran and all she has accomplished on her own. We must think about women like Lisa Ling, who has been in the news field and journalism for so long and is a beautiful person. We need to think about all the women who came before us, who have been crushing it. If you see a woman out there that you admire, you know she has faced adversity. So tell her that you love her and you admire her and you're proud of her and mean it. When I hung out with my friend Erica Huss today, who was one of the original founders of Blueprint, she made me feel really fucking good and I wanted to do that for her in return. 
we shared stories, we were both vulnerable, we both trust each other, we've both got a lot going on, we both feel like losers from time to time because our high highs were about 10 years ago, maybe 14, and now we have high highs and we have low lows and we share them all. Sometimes you don't remember how good you have it until you look back on your life and you say, wow, it was a beautiful time when I was successful back then. And I took it for granted because I no longer have that time. So remember this, when Dennis Rodman was looking back on his life through his old coach, Chuck Daly, Chuck Daly used to say to the team when the Detroit Pistons were killing it in the analog days. And he said, remember this time, boys, because this is going to be the time of your fucking life. And he was right. And Rodman reiterates that it truly was. I know he's a really interesting figure for me to relate to, but my spirit animals, sorry if that word is not really allowed anymore, but I don't know how else to say it. It's truly like Rodman and Freddie Mercury. I couldn't pick another two because I don't feel it with others. Maybe a little bit of Martha in there too because she's Polish also. Go Polish women. Strongest. I gotta say though, it's interesting when you think about people reminding you to enjoy these days because they're going to be gone in an instant. So for those of you who are killing it and crushing it, especially all you women in there, minority and marginalized voices, all my gays, happy Pride Month, keep killing it. I commend you when I see when I hear you. And you guys know I love you guys. I don't need to put up a fucking post to share whatever month it is. Y'all know I love the gays and I always will. I am a gay man. Okay. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Okay. So also in the notes we state, Learn from those who have made it in the analog years. They deserve an applause if they're still here. And remember to represent and love on those who have also passed. Shiny and new is nice. Desperate for clickbait and attention is not. Shiny and new is nice. Desperate for clickbait and attention is not. Unfollow the people that are desperate for attention. It is not necessary to post all the time to be talked about and written about. If you've got something to share, a new book, a new show, a new movie, go out there and get it, a new album. But if you don't, button up, do the work, go inward, do the work on yourself and stop projecting your shit onto other people. Pick up an old Roald Dahl book from when you were a kid. Go watch The Last Dance. It's probably on Netflix or somewhere. Remember what it was like to not be available to everyone using a landline and mail is something that helped us to only be available when necessary. Lay off of texting. Try to be on the phone less. Turn on that little moon thing. I don't know what the fuck the moon is, but I found the kazoo piece that broke earlier. Let's see if we can get it to work. Cheapo Deluxe Kazoo. Doesn't really work, but here we go. Cheapo. Give props to those who came up in analog. Without this hot mess of social distortion and fake famous shit, mark my words, this too shall pass. It will fade with time, and the cream will always and still rise to the top. 
you know who you are. Don't let influencers, fake famous people, overshadow the real deal. The real deal, once again, is in the analog era, you had to be notable, well-known, because you were talented and sought after due to your talent, skill set, knowledge, education, degrees, and or just hard work and excellence in your field. For all of you who enjoy what thought-provoking this podcast must bring or might bring to you, thank you. My hand's on my heart. For you listening every time I get on the mic, even if I don't want to sometimes, bad as I want to be by Dennis Rodman, (laughs) even though I don't want to half the time, um, it's only because I'm real. And I, I know that you guys wouldn't want to get on a mic once a week if it was if it was like if you had mental health issues and you know I moved apartments this weekend with my partner because we lived next to a wedding venue and it was loud um <laughs> it, you know these are all real life things I don't know who these people are that are inflating their numbers telling you how successful they are telling you that they're millionaires telling you how many things they've sold telling you how rich they are it's like a fuck off how about talking about the charity work that you did or that you were kind to someone or you helped a good samaritan or you gave back oh and by the way props to my friends amanda miranda kerr and her husband evan spiegel on donating back to a school that evan once attended i believe he paid off the loans to the students who graduated this year i mean that is fucking boss If you can think about what really matters in this world, I guarantee you I've been following people for a long time. And as a journalist, we do a lot of research too. And I think people inflate and lie. They inflate their numbers. They inflate how successful they are. They're telling people to do like this hustle culture. And it's like, no, I'm telling you, don't do that. I did it for many years and it burned me out. So when I take a week off, you guys know I'm taking that Monday and Tuesday off to rest. And I thank you for listening. If it helps for me to even share some of my mental health issues with you so that you can know that I'm right there with you, so be it. I'm not going to inflate my numbers and I'm certainly not going to tell you guys like how you need to make millions and how you need more followers. No, you don't. You absolutely don't. You will feel better in this life if you work with empathy and compassion and kindness, if you help others along the way, if you donate your time and mentorship, your skill set, education, knowledge to others, or if you just simply listen to understand somebody who might need an ear to lend. Analog days are behind us. We can't turn back the clock, but we can certainly learn to live in the present moment by practicing things like going into nature, listening to a mixtape, remembering what it was like to make those mixtapes, going back to film. Remember when you shot on a camera and you had to like wait to process your images? That was a beautiful thing that we never got to enjoy. There's so many beautiful parts of life You can look back and just watch the last dance and remember what it was like back in the 90s. It was an era that we will never get to live through again. 
And one thing is for sure, go out there and live your best life now, guys, because it will be gone before you know it. And you will want to say to your children, your colleagues, your friends, your loved ones, that you lived your life fully, fully to the fullest extent in which you dreamed of. And you have no regrets. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Wabi Sabi episode 125. Please sign up for my newsletter. It's on CandiceKumai.com. My friend Erica Huss has an event in LA next week. I'll put it on my newsletter so you guys can see it. It's a free event. Uh, We're also looking for podcast ad partners so we can do organic ads with you. So you can email Danny or you can email Claudia at info, I-N-F-O at CandiceKumai.com. We're looking for brands that align with my ethos. And please look up that word. It's your word of the week. I will tell you guys this last note. People didn't watch Michael Jordan when he played golf or baseball. They watched him when he played basketball. So thus, I'll be returning to cooking for my next book. But I thank you for listening to my spiritual tangents that I thought people cared about philosophical shit as much as I did. But until you're there, I can't expect everybody to be on the ride with me. So we go back on the cooking boat and we take that ride together. I love you guys. Follow on social. Please write a five-star review for this podcast right now. Right now on Apple and on Spotify. It helps. And please pick up a book. Kintsugi Wellness is the best one for the times. Buy it for a friend and write a review on Amazon. We need more book sales especially to get my next book deal. So thank you for helping. I'm not going to inflate my numbers and tell you guys, I'm a millionaire. Here's how I did it. Oh, I'm going to show you how. Step by step by my program. Here we go. No, I could do that. But I was already a host at Home Shopping Network 20 fucking years ago. So there you go, guys. Have a great week. I love you all. Fabulous one. Analog days. Remember them. Love yourself and love on others and fuck the rest. Have a great week. I'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao for now.